you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the, world. in the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times. Because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. Chris Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com. Thechrisvossshow.com. And now, a man who's just here for the brain bleed. I'm your host, Chris Voss. Welcome to the show, my big friends. <laughs> Thanks for coming along today. We certainly appreciate it. As always, refer the show to your family, friends, and relatives and tell them, you know, you want to meet to great authors, uh, great CEOs, great brilliant minds. And of course, none of those people on the show are me. It's always why we invite the guests so that we have the smart people on the show to offset, I don't know, the low IQ that I bring the show down to. So, uh, refer the show to your friends and relatives. I don't know. Is that a good sales pitch? I don't know. It, it, refer the show. Damn it already. Uh, youtube.com forward says Chris Voss, goodreads.com forward says Chris Voss, uh, all of our groups on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all those crazy, crazy places the kids are playing, but, uh, we are not on Snapchat. No, the Chris Voss show does not send DMs. So anyway, guys, uh, we have an amazing author on the show today. As always, I mean, when do we, when do we not have amazing people on the show other than me? That is, uh, he is the author of the newest book that just came out December 7th, 2022. Always adventure, five powerful practices for living a happier, more fulfilling life by Andy Way. He's on the show with us today, and uh, he just released his book, and it's been killing it. Number one release in a lot of different categories, he tells me, and he's just uh, doing well with it and everything that's been going on that way. So we're talking to him about it and uh, what goes into it. He is an author, speaker, and coach who helps parents and young adults connect with their truth and power so they can live happier, healthier, and more fulfilling lives. We're going to find out how to get to our truth and power from him. Welcome to the show, Andrew. How are you? Hey, that's a heck of an introduction. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Chris. There you go. We throw everything in, including the kitchen sink, and we just make it up every time. So makes those plugs go down a whole lot easier, you know, and yeah. people are just like, oh, God, does he have to say the YouTube again? You just got to make it fun. So welcome to the show. Give us your .com so people can find you on those interweb, which is in the sky, those invisible magic things. Yeah, andywayofficial.com. Uh, certainly I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram as well, but uh, andywayofficial.com or alwaysadventurelife.com, either one. There you go. There you go. So, Andy, give us a little bit of background about you. What, how'd you grow up? What's your, what, what sort of background got you to, down the pathway of uh, where you are today? Yeah, well, my, my background is actually kind of a, a common answer is that I grew up like Huck Finn with a motor down on the intercoastal waterway uh, down in Savannah, Georgia. So that, mm-hmm. that's Did you paint fences up. and stuff and uh, hide in caves and figure well, down death like Huck, Huckleberry Finn? A little bit running around in the river. Yeah, I had a little boat from the time I was thirteen, and down uh, by the river. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get that in there. I uh, know it's fair. <laughs> Chris Farley, Chris Farley fan. In Go a ahead, van down by the. That's right. That's where I live in a van down by the river. So go on. Where? How did you? Uh, what moved you on from there? Yeah, so uh, you know, graduated high school, and shortly after, you know, I didn't grow up with my mom, so. Um, 
I was in uh, Austin living on a sailboat and getting to know my mom and then um, joined the Navy. I was serving overseas, um, launching planes off a flight deck of a carrier. So we were four deployed about eight months out of the year out of Japan, right? So, uh, and then landed in St. Louis of all places. Oh, wow. Yeah. St. Louis with the with the big arch. That's right. That's right. Go. So uh, Wonderful barbecue out there, too. Yeah. Well, that's for sure. That's right. <laughs> I've been there. Uh, so uh, what got you into being a real estate investor and business owner? Yeah, I mean, it was kind of, um, you know, I wanted, I always knew that I wanted to be, I had a, a really great dad and a great family, great stepmom. Oh, um, sorry, that I must just, have been hard. Yeah. <laughs> Most of us don't, and so the suffrage is real. But uh, Yeah, well, yeah, there, there's plenty of story there for sure, but yeah, I get it. <laughs> So, uh, you know, I just knew that I wanted to be available. Um, and so I chose a career that I thought that would help me to make a, a good living and give mm-hmm. me some freedom to be, you know, be a present for, for my son. There you go. And that launched you into 15 year career as a real estate investor and business owner. Uh, were you mostly doing real estate investing or uh, were there other companies you started in and owned? Yeah, it was mostly, uh, residential real estate investing and, you know, remodeling and buying and selling property and then, uh, owned a uh, home inspection franchise, a mm. pillar post home inspection franchise, and uh, and ran that business for a number of years. That's always good doing the home inspections. Uh, I had a mortgage company for close to twenty years and was a real estate agent for six. And uh, yeah, between home inspections and appraisers, man, that, they do some hard work. Man, they have to crawl into all sorts of dark places <laughs> in the house. And- yeah, you never quite know what you're getting yourself into. That's right. Yeah, my uh, my appraiser. We used to do a uh, one of my uh, clients that would come back every year. It was really weird. There was a husband and wife team, and th- and they both lived in two separate homes. She had her home, he had his, but they were married. And uh, uh, he would call me, and he called me the first time he went to her house, and he says, uh, "Hey, Chris, you ever been to her house and looked in the basement? Because back then, loan officers would go to people's houses to write loans." Yeah, and uh, and I'd be like, "No," and he goes, uh, "I turn the light to the basement." And the floor was moving, and I go, uh, "Well, that yeah, it sounds like you know one of those uh, exorcist sort of things." Yeah. And he goes, uh, "No," he goes, uh, "On second look, uh, she has about 110 cats living in her house, and oh, they're all in the basement. That's why the floor looks like it moves when they stand at the top of it because it's just wall to wall cats, and that's why her husband doesn't live with her. But we would uh, we we redo that mortgage every couple of years." <laughs> Oh God! So you probably have some. You probably have some similar sort of uh, home inspection uh, stories, huh? Oh, certainly plenty of stories to say the <laughs> least. You could probably write a book on that alone, right? <laughs> so, uh, talk to us about the, your son. I've seen you t- discuss, uh, you know, your issues, your your thing with your son, where you're uh, trying to be available to him as a single father mm-hmm. and stuff like that. How, what's the pathway here? How do how does this happen? Yeah, um, I mean, we know how the son thing happens. But yeah, right. You well, can skip first. <laughs> yeah, it was about a year and a half into me being here in St. Louis, and I found myself a single dad, unfortunately. And um, and so, you know, here I stayed. I was just committed to being the best dad I could, so I stayed mm-hmm. here. And um, really around sixth grade, so I was a single dad for seven years, did remarry. Mm-hmm. And then around sixth grade, he really started to struggle, and mm-hmm. that became really our six-year battle to save his life and, oh, and wow. our hero's journey kind of experience. Wow. And what was he going through? 
you know, ultimately it was a host of issues. A lot of people can't really handle uh, the, the the weight of it, but it, really not much that um, most kids haven't gone through that we haven't experienced. There was yeah. cutting and bulimia and anxiety and depression and drug wow. and alcohol abuse. So really wow. all of it, kind of like the kitchen sink. Yeah, I'm still doing that. I'm 54. So, you know, I never grew out of it from teenage. I'm just kidding. Oh Working on some of I gave up the booze, but I kept the depression. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk after the show. I know. I know. I need to call up the guy we had on a few weeks ago or a month ago who runs a recovery center. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, anyway, I remember. I talked to him. Uh, did, you, did you really? He's a great yeah, guy. Yeah. We had him on the show, and uh, he helps a lot of people back east there. So there you go. Uh, ping the show, people, guy. if you need help. There's a 1-800 number you can call, I think, too. Um, always good uh, to talk about uh, getting have, having people get mental help. Uh, people have been telling me I should get it for years, but I have a podcast. So na 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 na. Let's see. And so uh, what what comes out of this whole experience you're going through and leads you into the book? Yeah, that transition was was kind of interesting. And it was in the middle of this experience that ultimately, you know, I had read all of the books, done everything I could to be the best dad I could. And I just couldn't save him. Like I alone could not save my son. And mm-hmm. we really needed serious help. And it was just it was crushing me. Yeah. Uh, the fact that just watching him struggle and all that uh, was just it was just brutal. And Late one night, I'm watching a YouTube video of these guys riding motorcycles in the backcountry of Colorado. Um, and it was just, it was, I'd never seen anything like it. And it was, I was not a motorcycle riding kind of guy. I was a boater and it really kind of lit something kind of in me. And I didn't know why or what at the time, but it did. So I set out to kind of, uh, it was a month later that I was riding my own adventure motorcycle. So did you take Drew with you? Eventually, I did. I, mm-hmm. I did. It was his high school graduation present. Um, he had purchased a bike for himself when he was 13, oh, saved wow. all of his birthday and Christmas money. <laughs> and uh, I rebuilt that motorcycle for him for his high school graduation present. And uh, we went on a nine-day adventure motorcycling trip exactly like that video that I watched uh, you know, years before. That is so important. I think so many young men, this is my opinion, are lost today. I grew up with an alpha grandfather. And want to be alpha father who was more beta ties than feminized. He was more beta ties than uh, he was not feminized, but um, he was an alpha father. But we, or he's an alpha. I'm my alpha grandfather. We spent most of my time with, and we did all the old world stuff: we were fishing, we were camping. He taught us how to change oil. He taught us how to weld. He yeah. he taught us grit. Um, not only as a man, but but. He, he taught us stoicism. Uh, he was, yeah. he was good. And he was, he was a real shaper of me. And what I see in a lot of young men today is their loss between their innate natural masculinity and manhood. And yeah. of course, a society that tells them they should be shamed for it and right. that they shouldn't, they shouldn't adhere to those, uh, thoughts and feelings. Um, that, that, that's a part of our biology. And right. so they get lost. They get this world where they're, you know, they're, they're taught to be emotional instead of logical, stoic and reasoning. Um, and, uh, I think it caused a lot of confusion. We've had a lot of, uh, psychologists on the show yeah. wrote books 20 years ago predicting what's going on today with these boys that are lost. Mm-hmm. So you, you get into being a speaker. You get into, uh, coaching people and stuff. And then, uh, when do you decide to write the book? Well, that, you know, that video and that whole experience, it, when I started to ride, it um, really instilled in me this capacity to heal and grow stronger for the road ahead. 
withdrew. Mm-hmm. And uh, my wife didn't like that I rode, but she loved the way that I came home. You know, wow. I was just, I had, I was good. I was happy. I was full. I was, you know, I had capacity to just whatever she wanted to do. It just helped me to just heal and grow stronger. Right. And so yeah. it was that that really caused me to dig into why does adventure, why is it relevant and who should care and why is it important? And so I started a five year journey of unpacking my relationship to adventure. Ah. And so you, did you start doing more adventurous things or you just, you stick with the motorcycling or, or what other things do you get engaged in? Well, it was more, yeah, it's a fair question. I did start to ride adventure motorcycles more and take, I took a solo four day trip and then I did this nine day trip with Drew and, mm-hmm. and would ride a lot. But I figured that I started to unpack this mindset distinction and kind of what I call living adventurously. And I do feel there's a mindset there. Um, it's not outside of us. It's inside of us. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's something that I've really put together called the living adventurously method. And that's a methodology that I do coach. So always adventure, uh, living adventurously doesn't just mean like, Hey, let's go jump off of bridges right. with, uh, you know, uh, uh, those uh, bungee cords and, you know, do, do crazy right. uh, things that uh, may put your life on the line. Uh, some of it's about in your head then. A hundred percent. That's right, Chris. I mean, that's, you know, the misnomer, you know, my whole conversation is to redefine our relationship to, to adventure. Most mm-hmm. people automatically relate to or think about, you know, climbing Mount Everest or sailing solo around the world. And my take is every single day is the unknown. Yeah. By definition, an adventure is exploring the unknown and seeking excitement. And so, you know, it's a different it's a different lens through which we can really approach everyday life. Yeah, the adventure with your mind. And so you put into the book five powerful practices for living a happier and more fulfilling life. Why did you choose happier and not unhappier? Because I think it seems like a lot of people love being unhappy these days. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. But uh, what are the, uh, can you tease out to us the five powerful practices? People need, of course, buy the book to really dig dig into them. They do need to to buy the book. That's absolutely right. Buy the book, damn it. It's, of course, it's on Amazon now, but uh, you can get it through my website. But, <laughs> you know, the, um, the the five powerful practices, there's the two first ones, one and two. Allowing is one, and mm-hmm. allowing is the catalyst for all change. Nothing happens until we allow it, and it turns out a lot of people struggle with that. Number two wow. is gratitude. Yes, well, let's right. get into it. Let's get into allowing a little bit because it's sure. a uh, – so – Allowing stuff to happen to you or allowing your mind to be open? Give, give us some better, some deeper definition on that. I love it. Yeah, happy to. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things I invested in a, in a, in myself for the first time, you know, not too long ago. Mm-hmm. And, and I was in a, a real high level coaching program with a, a lot of accomplished people. And one of the things I started to notice was a lot. There are a lot of similar comments, these common conversations that I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy or I'm not enough. These self-limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. And all, all the time, people have these self-limiting beliefs that are rooted deep in their past from their childhood. And so we're, we're not able, we're not going to move forward in our life if we can't get closure and get complete with our past. To let go of our anger, let go of our, right, whatever it might be. Uh, or these stories that we've made up until we get complete with those things and start to believe in ourselves and get closure with the past, we're not going to be able to move forward That's and have true. the experience of life that we really want. So mm-hmm. 
allowing people to pour into us, allowing ourselves to receive help, allowing ourselves to forgive, right? Oh, man, I got to forgive people too? Well, forgive. <laughs> Can I still hate them and resent them? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, uh, cool. Whatever you want. Note to self, keep hating and resenting people, but forgive them. Or maybe, I don't know, let's see how it goes on. I don't know where my phone was for that note to self. Um, the, uh, so allowing people to do this. So the settling is really important. You know, really, I think people really need to sit down and, and tell me what you think. Uh, work out their trauma, you know, uh, clean up the past and make sure that they're, they're clear or clean if they can on that. What do you think? That's exactly right. We, we have to get complete. Mm-hmm. Um, I say it all the time, you know, loving yourself and others for all they are and all they aren't for all you are and all you aren't, mm. you know, people are typically doing the best they can with you know, the, the frame of mind that they have to work with. I guess part of allowing would be, you can't allow other people love you and, and love to come out from you. If you're, if you don't have, if you, if you don't allow yourself to be loved or allow you to love other people. Yeah. I mean, you how know? you treat yourself is, is a huge reflection on how you interact with others. Really is, especially if you hate yourself, because that, that also, then you're on Twitter all day doing, you know, sending nasty and YouTube sending nasty comments to people. Trolls. It's not a good place to be. It's not a good place to be. Note to self, stop doing that. Uh, and, uh, so let's uh, move on to number two. Sure. Gratitude. Gratitude. What a great word. Right. I mean, the, the single word outcome for gratitude is positivity. Mm -hmm. Um, and so there's two states of being, a powerful state of being and a primal state of being. And when we connect uh, with gratitude, we really help shift ourselves into a powerful state of being. Ah, so we move from primal to powerful then. Yeah. There you go. I think I need to do that because uh, I'm always stuck in primal, especially when I order steak. Uh, no, gratitude is so important. I actually have something I created. A friend of mine gave me the idea years ago. Um and I have every Sunday is what I call gratitude for gratefulness day. And it repeats itself every week on my calendar on Sunday. And Sunday is a day when I'm supposed to at least get, set a little bit aside, uh, set a little bit of time aside from call of duty to, uh, <laughs> focus on being grateful for, there's a lot of that going on today. Uh, a great gratitude for gratefulness day. And it's kind of where I sit and kind of, uh, not really meditate, but kind of reminisce or, and go, Hey man, you know, be thankful for what you got. Uh, I, when I turned, I think it was 53 or 52 or something, I posted on Facebook some complaining, whining and moaning and, oh God, hit 52 or I hit 50 or something like that. Yeah. And somebody just struck me with an arrow through the heart and they go, you know what, Chris, man, there's a whole lot of people that would trade places with you that didn't make it to 50. A whole lot of people. And maybe you should really think about that. And that just zapped me. And I, I think about it ever since. And so, you know, like you say, you mentioned earlier, every day is an adventure. So, um, you know, every day is a new day, a day above ground. You know, you get, you get to wake up every day. You get the privilege to wake up every day. This universe is a, is a game of survivalism. If you haven't checked lately, it's uh, kind of out to get you most times, you know, whether it's a virus or, a bug or, you know, a meteor falling on your head. You know, that happened to me last week almost. Uh, we had a giant earthquake this morning in uh, California, for those of you yeah. watching. Um, so you just never know, man. And so every day, you know, adventure, live your life, right? 
Absolutely. And every single day we get the opportunity to make a powerful new decision. So it's, it's, it's it really is a mindset. There you go. There you go. Mine's usually to launch Call of Duty on my uh, stream app. Uh, <laughs> I'm turning Call of Duty into call and a callback this show. Uh, so uh, let's talk about number three. So this is uh, this is really where it all began. If you ask me, um, exploring the unknown, and so the the gift of exploring the unknown is trust. And and when we exploring the unknown to me is is the same as just taking on a challenge, and that can mean. A million things to a million different people. It's and it, it doesn't have to be huge. It can be very simple. From it, that can just be turning the shower on cold at the end of your shower. And <laughs> I mean, anytime you take on a challenge, it can't help but to you know at the end of it. It's uncomfortable in the beginning, uh, but once you get uncomfortable um, and take on a challenge. You're gonna, you can't help but to build a deeper level of trust in yourself and others. Mm-hmm. Your confidence goes up, uh, and it really begins to kind of seep into just really how you take on everyday life. It definitely does. Uh, teaching yourself discipline and power and being able to control yourself, like don't turn on the Call of Duty and maybe do some work. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. See, there you go. Um, it's <laughs> the callback of the show. Um, I don't know why I'm identifying it because everyone knows what it is. Um, the, but it's funnier. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just doing it. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's to me, a big word for me is discipline because I sometimes don't have any, you know, I mean, when you're single with, with no kids, you're like, you wake up every day and it is an adventure. Cause you're like, I don't know, what should I do today? You play with the dogs and then you're like, uh, I don't know, let's go kick ass in the world. Uh, but you know, whether it's dieting or whether it's, uh, you know, just trying to live better, eat better, think better, um, read books and stuff like that, you know, it's all about trying to, uh, you know, square away your life. And the more you read, the more empowered you feel, the more successful and control you have. Basically, the more control you have, the more empowered you feel, right? Sure, absolutely. I mean, and there, I, I did wind up gig, get, uh, really digging into the neuroscience behind uh, some of this approach. And so mm-hmm. there's a whole body of work behind it that I started to discover that was really exciting uh, to me because sometimes I'm a little bit geeky, but <laughs> I like to dig into things. But yeah, there's no doubt that anytime you're you know, getting uncomfortable, you really, uh, it definitely changes the way you, you know, your capacity and what you're able to have. It's fun to be uncomfortable too, because then you can really stretch yourself. You can learn new things, right. you can go new places, uh, and and you can open your mind. You know, it's like I told my nephews and nephew when they were graduating high school. I said, "Look, I'm going to tell you something that I wish someone had told me when I was your age." Uh, there's three things in life that are important. Um, one is knowing the things that you know. Okay, great. Number two, right. under know what you don't know so you know like you and i probably don't know rocket science or physics or something maybe i do but i don't but i know i don't but i know what physics are and then the most important third rail you've got to figure out is the things you you don't know that you don't know and that's where the real richness of life is for me um and hopefully it's for the people finding those things you don't know where i'm i'm 54 and i still have learned aha moments where i'm like Holy crap! Like I had no idea that was a thing. That's really cool. I wish I would learned that earlier, but I I know it now. 
And it's just, it's just, it just evolves your mind and expands your mind. And uh, sometimes it can really expand and change your life. And, Couldn't uh, agree more. Difference. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It's huge. That's right. So I lost track of around three or four. Which one are we on? Four? So we were on three. That was uh, get uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah this right? call of duty jokes uh, threw me off. <laughs> it's a damn right. callbacks. Uh, so four, what do we have for? And that is explore the unknown. And it's it's a perfect segue. You know, there's what you know, what you know you don't know, and then what you don't know that you don't know. And the gift of exploring the unknown uh, as part of your just daily, it's just being curious, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's insight. When you're aligning your actions behind your spiritual vision, your life vision, things start to show up, and they're not for for no reason. You'll notice when something's in line with what you're really seeking and exploring stuff mm-hmm. will show up and you'll get these insights that absolutely support what you're up to. Yeah. It's, it's uh, it, that kind of, it was funny. I kind of led into that with what I was talking about earlier, didn't yeah, I? Perfect. Without even knowing I, I just must've read the book. Um, the uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, d- doing those different things and exploring the unknown. You know, sometimes your brain will fight you. And it'll be like, oh man, oh, oh man, do I have to expand ourselves today? We're going to learn something today. Or, you know, it's like, and, and sometimes I listen to my brain and when it's kind of putting up that fight, like, I don't want to learn anything new. You're like, okay, we need to push through this because, uh, there could be something really cool on the other side. And usually there is. And usually it's a better gun on Call of Duty, um, that you need to lock and, you know, go shoot stuff with. <laughs> But it can really enhance your life because, you know, you can, you can, you can learn new skills. You can learn new trades. I mean, I've always lived my life as a venture because I don't have a wife and kids. So, uh, you know, it's not, I don't walk around all day just stepping on Legos. So I've always got to go find my own new adventure that other parents have. And, uh, you know, I've gone for five, 10 years. I, I tried being a photographer for a while. Uh, I kind of enjoyed learning it, spending a ton of money on stuff and then realizing I didn't have any talent for it. But I, I loved the experience and it taught me a lot of things that I learned from it. Um, there's other parts of my life that I've done different things and there's kind of like these whole segments. And so it's fun because I can look back on my life now and go, what a cool bunch of adventures. And then I can wake up every day and go, hmm, what adventure should I go on today? Perfect. That's absolutely right. I mean, and that's actually has a great segue into the last, you know, the, the fifth uh-huh. one, but that's um, having the, the experiences when you are actively being curious and exploring the unknown um, without question, enrich your life. Mm. There you go. And it all comes back to that number one thing where you're allowing that all to happen, you know, opening yourself up and right. going on these adventures, being grateful and, uh, you know, finding the things in your life and can make all the difference. So, uh, did you, did Drew help with any of the writing in the book? Uh, how'd that work well, out with him? I guess indirectly, right? Cause hmm. he went through his own challenges and I'm always very careful. He has his own story to tell. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I, I really talk about, you know, my hero's journey where I was just kind of an empty shell of the man and I have built and kind of unpacked all this out of, as part of my experience. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, we are really, really close. And so he, he has a heart for sharing his own story of overcoming the challenges that he experienced. And, and so does my wife. And so do I. We, we get approached on a pretty regular basis to kind of, I guess, just kind of meet with different people and, and help how we can. So he, he has that a heart for it as well. 
There you go. So I'm looking at your website, Andy Way Official, and you've got the book. You do speaking, coaching. Uh, talk to us about some of the things you do there. Well, I mean, I, I, it's been pretty interesting. Uh, anywhere from speaking, you know, starting out and just speaking at the residential therapeutic boarding school where Drew went mm-hmm. um, and speaking to those parents, part of what happens when you're in the, the a challenge like ours, it was just really kind of overwhelming is your world can get pretty isolated. You can get pretty lonely. And one of the things that I really wanted to let other parents know is that they're not alone. Um, and we were on the backside. So I wanted to offer hope. There you and go. It started there. And then I wind up, you know, all the way to speaking at a geo convention to a geophysicist and scientist in Canada, uh, you know, just early this year. So it, it's really goes from parents to uh, the corporate world as well. And those people can reach out to you for a free one hour to have an introduction conversation on your website. Yep. There you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. And uh, you've got coaching programs available, different things to do, speaking programs available. There you do. Um, you know, one of the things that I think, uh, you know, you spending time with your son and going doing like man things together, really important for men. One of the things we don't have in this world that has been destroyed is men not getting together like we used to. Because that's what we used to do. We used to drive up and go kill woolly mammoth or whatever. There's a real caveman in that innate sense to our biology. My alpha grandfather, like I said, he took us fishing. He taught us to, you know, set the hook, put a worm on the hook. We were all like screaming, the worm's going to go there. You know, but he took us through camping. He, we did man things together. And there, there's something that men need to do where they go do a tribe of men. And, you know, it used to be men would get together in bars after work or, you know, they would be in a workspace where it was just men. And now a lot of those places uh, are no longer available where they're just men, where men can just get together and do things together. And fathers and sons shape a lot. Um, you know, one thing I've seen uh, being single and dating all my life is is what happens when fathers get taken out of the home right. and the families that are left behind. And And we now have the highest amount of single parent homes ever. And you see a lot of problems in our society. And there's things that both sexes bring that teach stuff. But men need to hang out with other men. They need to learn from other men, especially when they're young. Um, and they need tribal elders, if you will, to hang out with them, teach them the ways of men, and to not be ashamed of their masculinity, to not be ashamed of, of their manhood. And what the innate thing that we bring to that, being providers and, and protectors. So I'm glad you did that. I'm, and I think more men, and, and I hope more fathers, as the little PSA I'm doing here, do that with their sons because it's really important to do that, especially, I think, nowadays in so much in so much noise in our society that yeah. tells men that they're bad, boys that they're bad, that their masculinity is bad. You know, in schooling, they're they're. You know, they're not, in schooling, they're not surrounded by men anymore. They're surrounded by women all the time. Yeah. And men need to go hang out with other men and do stuff, you know, kill a woolly mammoth sort of stuff. Like you said, going on your motorcycles and doing adventures and stuff together. You know, it's a goal-oriented thing where it's like, we're going to get together. We're going to go do some stuff. We don't know what it is, but it's going to be good. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, a- absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more on uh, the issues of fatherlessness. And um, you know, I'm actively involved with an organization called Fathers and Family Support Center here in oh. St. Louis. That's the topic that I've been researching for over 20 years. Um, yeah. you know, fathers and families, and um, 
and the, you know, in our culture. So, um, and it's, and I don't believe that's an either or conversation. I think it's an and conversation. It doesn't have to look like our industrial era grandparents and it doesn't have to look like, um, you know, painting our fingernails and wearing a skirt every day in order to fit in. I think that it's an and conversation. I can be, uh, emotionally and uh, connected and smart and know how to communicate, uh, and be a masculine man. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's also important for daughters too. I should mention fathers yeah. are so important. They teach something that doesn't get taught by the other sex. And of course, uh, the other sex is important. It, there's a reason that there's two people that are supposed to be raising children and, and the masculine, the feminine, feminine. And that's, that's just so important. And so I, I want more people to realize that because I see it every day. I see it when I'm dating. I see, I see either in the families or I see it with, uh, you know, uh, uh someone who's, who was raised without a father. And so there's father issues there. Um, I see my mother abandonment issues and stuff like that. I, I see it all as I walk through life. It's kind of interesting, the perspective I have. So I'm glad you did that with your son. And yeah, I think if more fathers are having issues with their children, they should look at that and say, hey, man, do we need more quality time together? It's certainly critically important uh, just to connect with your sons and daughters and, um, yeah. and show up. No I send mine, I send mine to sons and daughters, uh, at least a letter once a year to the military school that they're, I think they get out when they're 18. So that's what I do. Is that working out? <laughs> it is for me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, Andy, anything more? We want to tease out of the show before we go. Say that again. Anything more you want to tease out on the show before? We yeah, go? no, I appreciate it. No, that's that's really it. I mean, at the end of the day, when you, when you're practicing these practices, you have a reason to be excited, um, and I think that's that's the, really the culminating point is that there's something to be excited about uh, when you're really being intentional and engaged in in your life, and um, and you're continuing to take on little challenges, you know, large or small, doesn't matter, and being curious. And so there's there's a reason for it all. And, um, and, and there's, you know, that's reason enough to be excited. And that's what has you, you know, living a happier, more fulfilling life. So there you go. I mean, it's, it, life is an adventure. Wake up every day and go, Hey man, what can I learn new today? What can I do new yeah. today? One of my favorite things is I, I technically read a lot of audiobooks on Audible. And as soon as I get in the car, whether I'm going to Walmart or store or, you know, going to exercise or the gym, I slap on wherever I'm at with whatever book I'm reading in audiobooks. And so, you know, I pick up five minutes of learning between here and the store or wherever I'm driving. But, you know, I try and utilize my stupid time. Like even if I'm preparing a salad or something like that, I've usually got audible book uh, playing and uh, just learning new stuff and, and going on new adventures and being like, hey, uh, let's check out what that's going on. You know, finding out what my friends are doing. Maybe I'm like, would I be interested in that? I don't know. Always live your life as an adventure. I love the concept. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. There you go. Uh, give us your plugs uh, one more time so people can find you on the interwebages. Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you so much. You can find me at alwaysadventurelife.com or andywayofficial.com. I'm easy to find on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram as well. There you go. Order up the book wherever fine books are sold. Stay with us at Alleyway Bookstores. I got tetanus. I had to get a tetanus shot when I tripped in one the other day. I think I got mugged. I don't know. I can't find my wallet. Anyway, guys, go to fine wherever fine books are sold. Uh, always adventure. Five powerful practices for living a happier 
and More Fulfilling Life by Andy Way. You can check out his website as well. December 7th, 2022. Makes a great gift to give away for that holiday season. And uh, so order like 10 and give them away to all your family. And and uh, it certainly beats buying diamonds or something expensive. <laughs> you can do that too if you want. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Be good to each other. Stay safe. And we'll see you guys next time.